mythical storyteller, a sort of peasant macaire. Patrick Bronte himself shut down curiosity about them when he claimed his family history was so irrelevant that he hadn't ever bothered to find it out. My father's name was Hugh Bronte. He was a native of the south of Ireland and was left an orphan at an early age. It was said that he was of an ancient family. Whether this was or was not so, I never gave myself the trouble to inquire, since his lot in life as well as mine depended, under providence, not on family descent, but our own exertions. This was to Elizabeth Gaskell, the woman Patrick had appointed to write a memoir of his daughter Charlotte in the 1850s. Patrick Bronte is of course unlikely to have been such an innocent bystander of his own autobiography, On the contrary, he proved rather keen to control it. In his mind, though, the story only began with exertions which paid off. The cottage where Patrick, the first of the Brunties' ten children, is believed to have been born, could not have been more modest. A two-roomed thatched cabin with a mud floor and rough cast walls. The bedroom was in the back and the kitchen in the front, where Hugh is said to have earned a little extra money by roasting corn in a small kiln. This kind of primitive dwelling, typical of the time and place, is recalled in Patrick's poem The Irish Cabin, where he extols an ideal of simplicity and humility, a moral home. A neat Irish cabin, snow-proof, well-thatched, had a good earthen floor, one chimney in midst of the roof, one window and one latched door but it's not entirely certain that the Bruntys ever lived in such picturesque deprivation. The better documented home was the one where Hugh and Alice lived after 1781, a house in nearby Lisna Creevy, where in due course Patrick had some schooling and learnt to read and write. Both his parents were practically illiterate, but fostered a respect for book learning in their children and owned four books themselves, the Bible, a separate New Testament, Pilgrim's Progress, and Robert Burns's poems. Young Patrick Bronte would have been able to read many times Burns's account of how he was called from the plough by his muse, a story that galvanised a generation of romantics and dreamers. The triumph of native genius over poverty and obscurity could hardly have reached a more impressionable audience or been passed on to greater effect. With the family growing at a steady rate of a baby almost every two years, the first-born son of the Bruntys was never in any doubt of his duty to get out to work as soon as possible and make the most of every opportunity to further both himself and the group at large. At the age of twelve, he was working part-time at the local blacksmiths and was later apprenticed to a linen weaver and draper. But Patrick was not cut out to be a labourer or artisan, His work at the loom, reputedly, was of poor standard because of his devotion to reading. So perhaps, like his daughter Emily later, he had a book propped up alongside his task. The boy spent whatever money he had on books, also memorised enormous amounts of verse, capturing in his mind what he couldn't own personally. Paradise Lost was a particular favourite. The local Presbyterian minister, Reverend Andrew Hardshaw, was aware of this promising youth with the scholarly habits and gave him free run of his own library. And after the boy turned 16, Hardshaw helped him to get a job teaching local children at the village school in Glasgow.
Patrick Bronte's career as a teenage schoolmaster was not very rewarding, as he had little empathy with children, despite coming from a large family, and was unwilling to stagnate at what seemed the furthest boundary of self-improvement. His wages were so small that in five or six years he managed to save only a few pounds, and his future opportunities must have seemed rather bleak, worse than those of his siblings, who carried on the labouring life that was all his family had known thus far. But Patrick held out for something more cerebral. This was a time of violence and upheaval in the country and abroad, of levellers and small insurgent groups stalking the countryside at night with revolutionary hopes kindled by the dramatic example of what had just taken place in France. The Brunty family was divided dramatically on the issue of independence from English rule, and one has to assume along religious lines too, as Patrick's next youngest brother...